If you could craft any life you want, anyone at all, what would it look like? What would you eat? What kind of sheets would you nestle into at the end of a day? What food would you eat? What time would you start your day? If you could design your life, literally every single part of you, every day, what would it look like? Have you ever thought about it? Have you ever thought about why you binge TV every night instead of taking off your makeup and doing a nighttime skincare routine that you really want to do? Have you ever thought about why you schedule so many activities for your kids? If you just want to close your eyes for a minute and see for a split second you as the mom you know you want to be, what does she do? What does she say? Who is she? Today we're going to talk about one part of your day that you can focus on to become a little more like her with a practical checklist to ease into over the next few weeks. It's one of my anchor routines inside of what I believe to be the most important time block of the day. How about it, friends? Let's dive in to today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Here's what I've learned after three years of intense study of hundreds, well, actually thousands of women from all around the world, literally. Many are not making the choices that they want to. They feel stuck. They feel trapped. They feel overwhelmed and unaware of a solution that can actually help them with their problem of feeling stuck, trapped, and overwhelmed and completely unorganized. They make choices with their time every day that take them further away from what they want to become instead of getting closer to it. It's why I'm so passionate about teaching my method so all women can know it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to choose. You can succeed at home and business. I can help you get organized in your home and in your time. If you've been waiting, if you've been hoping and praying for solution, then it's time. Grab my plug and play home management system, the Systemize Your Life Academy, and don't look back. Go to chelseajoe.co backslash academy, jump in and start making choices today that you're proud of that help you and your kids get to school on time, that help your whole family eat better, that help you save money, that help you have the time that you want to be able to be alone every now and then and pour into the things that light you up too. Start your four-week journey to go from overwhelmed to organized at chelseajoe.co backslash academy. I will meet you there. I'm there every day. I'm there live every single week and I can't wait to meet you. One small part of what I teach inside of my method, the Systemize Your Life method, 
is what you do inside of your time blocks. And today we're going to be looking here on the podcast at your PM block. Your PM block is the time of day that happens after you get out of work or when your kids get out of school and it runs all the way until your kiddos go to bed. That is your PM block. Today we're going to look over a full checklist of things that you really should be doing. I mean, it's ideal to be doing these things in your PM block to create that peace and productivity that you're looking for throughout the entire day. A lot of that peace that you're wanting really hinges upon what you do inside of this PM block. And oftentimes each block kind of makes a huge impact, right? And dictates what's going to happen on the next block. And so our PM block is kind of like the last big surge of the day before we go into tomorrow. Your nighttime routine block is not when you should be doing all those things. That is a sacred space that's left for you, maybe you and your spouse to connect, or maybe just for you to be alone, even if it's just 15 minutes at the end of the day. So today we're going to call this the lucky seven. We're going to talk about seven things in a checklist, again, that you should ideally be doing every day after 4 p.m. to get that sense of calm, to have more productivity, as a work from home mom. Obviously, these would totally work for me for you if you are working outside of the home too, but you're just going to have to adjust a little bit based on the amount of time that you have and that's fine too. So let's jump into this. Number one is the after school routine. So right at like four o'clock and maybe your school ends earlier, that's fine too. We actually start the after school routine early. This lucky seven does not incorporate after school activities. We do have multiple days a week that have after school activities. And so I'll talk a little bit at the end about how we adjust and adapt these seven things that we do to be able to fit busier afternoons and evenings. And for those of you that do get home late, that will just kind of be a great example on how you can adjust that for yourselves as well. So again, number one is the after school routine and the full after school routine is going to be coming to the podcast soon because I'm not going to go into every single one of these fully in depth because we have seven of them to get through. (laughs) But basically you just want to make sure that after school, um, some of the highlights for me are definitely a snack. I almost always, if I go to pick up the girls, I'll bring them with me. They love to have a snack in the car on the way home. Um, But if I don't go pick them up because my husband does or whatnot, then I'll have it for them after school. And on the rare chance that I don't, it's like, mom, (laughs) like they're, I'm like, what's left in your lunchbox? Just eat that. No, just kidding. Actually, we do that as well because Bailey, they never have enough time, you know? So that's like the, the kind of like the kickstart to it. And then obviously them helping They know exactly where their things need to go. And every day when we get out of the car, okay, as soon as you go inside, what's the first thing that you do? Wash my hands, take off my shoes. Like, I'm so big about that. It's like, take your shoes off, go wash your hands. The second we get in the door, that's what we do. And then there's a few things that follow after that. Okay, number two, when after school routine is done. Number two, and these don't have to happen like, you know, super structured, militant, as soon as we're done with this, we're moving to number two, then we move to number three. It's not like that at all. Sometimes my kids will go play for an hour in there. If we have, 
sports, then we go from after school routine and then it's like we go to sports. Like that's what we do or extracurriculars, whatever that might be. Number two though is a tidy up from the day. So if you have little kids, this is the time to do this. This is right before dinner starts. So and if you your kids have been gone all day long, it's like incredible what kind of like hurricane they can create from the time they get home or maybe they did it in the morning. Whatever that looks like, it doesn't really matter when the mess was made. It's just your last ditch effort to get this house looking the way that you want to look, the way you want it to look so that after the kids go to bed, you're not tempted to go through and do a bunch of work in the house. So sometimes I'm even doing this kind of like when they're doing their after school routine, depending on how much time we have. But I try and get them to help. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes they have homework that lasts a lot longer or my older one does, my kindergartner does not. Um, But sometimes like my kindergartner, Bailey is absolutely exhausted when she comes from home from all day kindergarten. So yeah, I just feel it out. There's good days when my kids have a lot of energy and they can jump in and they can help me. And there's days whenever I'm doing really well and I have the patience to deal with them and I'm really, really great at involving them. And then there's other days that I don't and so they don't help with the tidy. And that's how I keep this super flexible. I know what these seven things are like the back of my hand and we flow through them. Sometimes the involvement level of the kids is more than others. Number three is start dinner. So I try and have this going by 4.30 every night. I've talked about this on the podcast a lot, um, but truly you should be starting dinner at 4.30 because there's like four more things that we have to get done before bedtime and bedtime should not be late. (laughs) So it's just super important that you look at right like right now look at the last week or the last two weeks and how many nights have your kids gone to bed on time versus going to bed really late and the nights when they went to bed really late peel it back and look at what time did you start dinner that's always a really great indicator of a late bedtime is when dinner is not served early whatever that might be and like sometimes if I just like totally drop the ball for whatever reason right those are the nights where I'm like, okay, we're going to go grab something because I know what it does to the rest of the routine. And so that's why it's super important to make sure that you are actually getting to this at 430 so that you're not getting in the habit of being like, well, it's too late, right? Or it is late and then you just end up cooking late or eating late, which is what we want to avoid. Okay, let's look at number four. This one's really fun. This is a reset for tomorrow. And I typically am doing this, although I don't really encourage multitasking, there's always like this moment during dinner where it's like things are cooking and I'm just kind of like awkwardly standing in the kitchen. Well, I'm not, but at times if I'm not specifically doing something and I try and utilize that time to reset for tomorrow. So if by chance the kids haven't already unloaded their lunch boxes, I make sure that that gets done but most of the time it has already been done. And then I'm washing out lunch boxes. If that hasn't been done, I'm making sure that I take a look in the fridge to know exactly where we're at with lunches for tomorrow. I'm just basically making sure that all of my bases are covered. 
I look at the calendar for the next day. I look to see what we need, if there's any specific sports, extracurricular activities. Is it orchestra day? Like, what are all the things? And I just make sure that everything is prepped and reset and ready to go for the next day. I've even started prepping my morning smoothie, putting it in a mason jar, like all of my powders and different things that I put in um, and keeping that set aside for myself so I'm not having to do it in the morning. So just little things like that that you can look at to get yourself prepped for the next day. That's a great time to do it because you don't obviously want to be waiting until the kids go to bed to do that. You want to make sure that you get it done so that you have your evening times available for yourself. All right, let's look at number five. This is when obviously dinner's done cooking now, so it's time to do dinner and then a kitchen reset. So dinner is what dinner is. We've talked about this a couple times, just a recent, uh, I think it was just the last podcast episode I did actually. I talked all about our mealtime routine. So if you want to hear what that is all about, you can go listen to it. And it's one of the routines that I use to help curtail the amount of screen time that we have. So that is this routine right here, right? We go through our whole dinner routine and then there's a kitchen reset. So oftentimes whenever all of my kids come into the kitchen, all of them, like I have a bunch, I have two, when both of my kids come into the kitchen, (laughs) I made it sound like I have a huge family. I do not. It's funny. Um, That's when I'm like, okay, everybody has their job. Things are getting put on the table and I am swiftly grabbing pots and pans, grabbing scraps off the counter. I'm washing the cutting board. I'm washing the knife. I'm wiping down a countertop. I'm literally trying to tidy up everything that I cooked as quickly as I possibly can while everyone else is shoveling dinner onto the table. That is such a strategic move on my part so that I'm not left with an overwhelming mess. The only thing that is left, the only thing that is left for us to take care of When we are done eating our pots and pans, the leftover food that's in those pots and pans, right? So we take out the leftovers, we wash the pots and pans, and then whatever dishes we used to eat with. Any other dish that I used to cook with, it's either in the dishwasher or I've washed it by hand. I don't just like pile them up in the sink. I wash as I go. Thank you, mom, for that one. I always hated that when I was a kid. I was like, this is dumb. Why would we do this? Well, now I know why we do it because you're exhausted when you're done. There's no, there's no cleaning nothing after you're done. <laughs> so it will sit there until tomorrow morning and then you will want to cry. So just try it. Okay. And that's been really, really helpful. You know, that's just been, and it's fun, you know, everybody's involved. And so everybody kind of has a job afterwards of taking it, even like for Bailey she's been doing this since she was two she takes her plate and that helps to clear the table so there's you know all these little things are taken care of and after that so that's your kitchen reset right after that you've got two options if you've got older kids they're probably not going to go straight to what is like the very end of the day right you're probably going to go into some family time one of my favorite things to do with this depending on like on weeknights especially Friday nights, I love to get my girls in the bath and get them bathed and be completely done with it. Even sometimes during like the start dinner, like number three, sometimes I'm like, hey, why don't you guys go get in the shower right now? Because then we get our little bit of family time after dinner. But if we're staying up late, as soon as we get done eating, 
they'll go take their shower and their bath and whatnot, and then we'll have some family time. But honestly, most nights, as soon as we get done with dinner, the girls go get in the bath, and then it's time for Bailey to go to bed. And so we all go upstairs, even though the 10-year-old doesn't go to bed right away. We all go upstairs. Everybody gets ready for bed. We kind of do that thing. And then she she goes to bed and then it splits and then we have family time with Frankie, our older one. And that's just like one-on-one time, stump, something to like connect us and help us kind of just like come down from the day, whatever. There's so many different things that you can do with that, but we have, we have a great time. Sometimes it's a really fun show that we watch. Sometimes it's reading a book. Sometimes it's sticker books. Sometimes it's just like oils on the back. I've been doing and this application of oils on the girls' backs a couple nights a week. And that's been a really great way to just get some actual physical interaction, you know, and like more than just hugs, like a good kind of oil application on the back has been really, really great. We've been loving that so much and just all of the like awesome benefits of it too, obviously is why I'm doing it. But there's been like emotional benefits of it as well that I've really liked. So those are just some kind some fun things that we weave in. So number six and number seven, depending on how old your kids and what your structure looks like and if you've had sports or not. So if you've had any kind of extracurricular for that evening, then you're not going to have family time because there's just not going to be time for it, you know? So you're going to go straight into bath, one-on-one, and bedtime. And that one-on-one time, used to I used to call it books, but it doesn't have to be a book, you know? For the little ones, it could be like a story in their lap. It could just be some quick rocking. It could be some songs. It could be back scratches. Um, Bailey has this really fun flashlight that has, um, oh my gosh, what's that little, that, is it a viewfinder? Yeah. When we were kids, it's like that, but it's in a flashlight. Um, shoot the B brand of toys. No. Yeah. The B brand of toys just like the letter B, which is so cute because we call her B. I love it so much. But like you click a button and it, it circles through different like cute little aliens or cute little planets. And so sometimes we'll sit and do that or shadow puppets or just something really quickly before we get her into bed. And then obviously we do that with Frankie Joe too. But if you're just going straight to family time, you do that and then you're going to want to get your kids into their own bedtime routine before it's time for lights out. That is the, the literal lucky seven. (laughs) If you do these things, you're going to get real lucky. Things are going to start going your way for sure. Everything will change for you if you start doing these seven things. But let's talk about what it looks like if you don't have time like that large of a PM block because you're either working or your kids are extracurricular. So let's look at what this looks like for us on a swim night. So Frankie goes to swim. We have to leave at 3.30. We get home at 3.05. She's got to get changed. She's got to get ready. And then we're not back home with her until 5.30, which is post starting dinner. So that doesn't work that well. And, you know, in the, in the future, Bailey's also going to have her own things and Like I get it. I totally get it. But we've kind of set boundaries in place where extracurriculars won't eat up time for sleep first and foremost. And then we always want to make sure that we have time for homework, that we have time for a good healthy meal, like the bare necessities in there, you know? So 
typically what I'm doing on those nights that are super rushed, I'm going from the after school routine. I have a snack in the car for sure. And I shorten that routine up big time. I'm all hands on deck. The girls are doing less involvement and I'm helping them get through that very, very quickly. While Frankie goes off to change and get her stuff ready for swim, I'm as quickly as possible doing this tidy up and this reset. Now, as a work from home mom, you have the opportunity to do this tidy up from the from the whole day beforehand if you choose. I just talked with a mom inside of the System Measure Life Academy because we have live group coaching every single week where you get to be in a really supportive community of other women and just, you know, listen to what they're experiencing and also just get the accountability that you need to make sure that this thing actually you follow through with it and that it sticks and that it works for you, you know, just like custom solutions for whatever you're going through this week or this month or this season. And she was just talking about how she works from home and for a company, it's more like nine to five type work and how there was just so much to do when she got off of work. So we are testing with her right now what it feels like to take just like a quick 10 minute break at work and go do a tidy up before she's done for the day to take that out of her shortened PM block because she works way later than me who I only work until like three o'clock, right? Two thirty, three o'clock. So that's what I'm doing on those nights is I'm even testing that as well to try and go through and make sure that the house kind of looks the way that I want it to because I'm not going to be around, right? Now, here's what we really try and do on these nights. We try and split shift, which doesn't always work because sometimes Blaine's working and he's not home. And so it's just me. On the nights whenever I don't have help at all and we have to go to swim, I've strategically made sure that dinner is going to be reheatable, some type of leftover, some type of skillet meal, some type of crockpot meal, or that's the one night that we've made sure that we're going to go out to eat because we'll pick one night a week to pick up food. And sometimes it's on the weekend and sometimes it's not. So that's what I'm doing for that. Everything else in there, the reset for tomorrow, I'm doing that while I'm cooking still, even if it's just super quick. Like I'm talking like get the things out of the backpack, put the things away. And I make sure that just the smallest amount of things can get done. Family time goes out the window. And to be a hundred percent transparent, there are some swim nights where it's just me. I don't have any help from Blaine at all because he's like not even here for two days. It's a lot. There are there are those nights when I look at the kitchen at the end of the day and I'm like, hmm, wow. And then I have to make a choice. What do I want to do with my nighttime routine? I'm exhausted. I've done it alone all day long. And sometimes I choose to go to bed with dirty dishes in the sink. Sometimes I say, absolutely not. I want tomorrow to be amazing. And I do up the little dab of dishes that we had that I didn't get to get picked up because the afternoon was a little bit of a rush. And and that's okay. And I want you to know that that's okay too. The point is, is that you understand how to make that different and, and it's not your normal. Okay. That is what this podcast is all about is for you to understand how to get out of the overwhelm. Overwhelm will smack you in the face every once in a while for things that are outside of your control. People get sick. We go on vacations. 
There's a lot of things that happen that are outside of our control, but what we can control is how we get back into the groove, how we keep ourselves organized, and how we manage and utilize our time. So let me go back through these very, very quickly. This lucky seven, these specific checklist tasks that you can do after 4 p.m. every day. One is your after-school routine. Two is a tidy up. Three is to start dinner on time by 4.30. Four is to reset for tomorrow. Maybe you're packing lunches. Maybe you're not. Depends on what you need. Five is you're actually eating and doing a kitchen reset. Six is your family time. And seven is bath one-on-one and bed. So the kiddos nighttime routine. All right, that, my friend, is all I have for you. If you have been around and you're still here right now, just know that I see you. I know this is really, really hard work, and it's hard for me too. But the good news is, is like I've already mentioned to you, I have a method that works for me, and I get to use that method every single day of my life and lean on it in really hard times. It's a practice. It's a practice for me daily, and I want to practice it with you. So don't wait. Come join me inside of the Systemize Your Life Academy, where I give you every single part of this method. Plug and play. Let's get it going in your life, girl. ChelseaJo.co backslash academy. As always, it's been so great hanging out with you here. I will be sure to meet you back here real soon on the very next episode of the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go... If today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.